You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 67 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. I'm Simon Whistler, and in today's episode, you're going to learn about the 17-year-old girl who struck out both Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, and later why she wasn't allowed to play baseball. You're also going to learn in the bonus fact section a lot else about women playing in baseball throughout the 20th century. Let's get right in to today's show. Besides striking out two of the most feared hitters in baseball history, what's even more impressive was that neither Ruth nor Gehrig managed to get even the bat on the ball when they swung. Ruth swung and missed twice before taking a called third strike. Gehrig swung and missed three times, striking out on just three pitches. Unfortunately for the girl in question, what she got for her efforts was to be promptly banned from major and minor league baseball by Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis. The woman was Vernette Beatrice, Jackie, Mitchell, one of the first female professional baseball players. Mitchell's baseball life started out at about the same time she was old enough to pick up a ball. Her father initially taught her to play baseball, but she got more instruction from a soon-to-be-famous neighbor. Seeing her interest in the game and learning of her dream to someday play in the major leagues, her neighbor, minor leaguer and future MLB Hall of Famer and the greatest strikeout player of his era, Dazzy Vance, taught her a few tricks, including supposedly how to throw what would become her signature pitch, a devastating sinker. Fast forward to the age of 17, and Mitchell was making a name for herself, playing around with various teams, including striking out nine consecutive batters at one point. She drew the attention of Joe Engel, owner of the Chattanooga Lookouts, while she was attending a baseball school's pitching camp in Atlanta, Georgia, in March of 1931. He spotted her and signed her a contract to play in the New York Yankees, AA minor league baseball club, the Lookouts. It was while with the Lookouts that she got a chance to face off with the game's best. The Chattanooga News on March 31, 1931, scouted her thusly. She uses an odd sidearm to delivery and puts both speed and curve on the ball. Her greatest asset, however, is control. She can place the ball wherever she pleases, and her knack at guessing the weakness of a batter is uncanny. She doesn't hope to enter the big show this season, but she believes that with careful training, she may soon be the first woman to pitch in the big leagues. After the previously scheduled exhibition game was rained out, on April 2, 1931, Mitchell got her chance in front of 4,000 spectators, though few saw her as anything but a sideshow, as illustrated by the 2nd of April 1931 edition of the New York Daily News, where it was stated, The Yankees will meet a club here that has a girl pitcher named Jackie Mitchell, who has a swell change of pace and swings a mean lipstick. I suppose that in the next town the Yankees enter, they will find a squad that has a female impersonator in the left field, a sword swallower at short, and a trained seal behind the plate. Times in the South are not only tough, but silly. The starting picture of the day was former Cardinal and Tiger Clyde Barfoot. He was removed after just two batters, after giving up a double to Al Coombs and a single to Lynn Larry. In came the lefty Mitchell, whose extreme sidearm delivery made it particularly hard for lefties to hit off of her. The first batter she faced was none other than the Sultan of Swat himself, Babe Ruth. The first pitch she threw was high for a ball. The next two, though, Ruth swung and missed at. She then threw a sinker low and away that caught the edge of the strike zone, which he took for strike three. He reportedly had a few choice words for the umpire while walking away that were not meant for a lady's ears, giving his thoughts on the pitch being called a strike. 
Next up was Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig. She did a mess around with him, throwing him three consecutive sinkers, with him swinging and missing at every one. The next batter, Tony Lazari, fared better, though he didn't manage a hit. Instead, Mitchell ended up walking him, at which point she was pulled from the game. The Yankees would go on to win 14-4. After the game, Ruth stated, I don't know what's going to happen if they begin to let women in baseball. Of course they will never make good. Why? Because they are too delicate. It would kill them to play ball every day. Apparently, Commissioner Landis felt the same way. Within a few days, he officially voided her contract and banned her from major and minor league baseball, stating that baseball was too strenuous for women to play, though the queen of baseball, Lizzie Spike Murray, should have given him the notion that this wasn't true with her 17-year illustrious baseball career. More on her in a minute. Despite this individual banning, Major League Baseball wouldn't officially ban women until June of 1952, a ban that stood for 40 years until it was repealed when the Chicago White Sox drafted Carrie Shuler in the 43 rounds of the draft for the 1993 season. Not everyone was quite so down on Mitchell's efforts. The New York Times had this to say about her performance against Ruth and Gehrig. Cynics may contend that on the diamond, as elsewhere, it is place o' dames. Perhaps Miss Jackie hasn't quite enough on the ball yet to bewilder Ruth and Gehrig in a serious game, but there is no such sluggers in the Southern Association, and she may win laurels this season, which cannot be ascribed to mere gallantry. The prospect grows gloomier for misogynists. Of course, she was never given the chance to show what she could develop into against the world's best, so no such gloomy prospect arose. After being unjustly kicked off the Yankees' AA farm club, Mitchell continued her professional career playing on various barnstorming teams, including the famed House of David team, famous for their long beards. Mitchell would sometimes wear a fake beard to match them. She quit baseball at the age of 23, though, after becoming fed up with people ignoring the fact that she was a genuinely good lefty pitcher, and instead treating her like a sideshow, including once being asked to pitch from the back of a donkey in a game. After Mitchell retired, she went and began work at her father's optometry office. When the All-Star American Girls Professional Baseball League was formed during World War II, Mitchell was 29 years old at the time, she was asked to come out of retirement to pitch, but declined the offer. And now for today's bonus facts. The first known woman to face MLB players in a game was Lizzie Spike Murray, the Queen of Baseball, on the 22nd of August 1922. She played in a charity game with the American League All-Stars as a first baseman against the Red Sox. Murphy was described by the owner of the famed semi-pro Boston All-Stars, which she played for for several years, as worth every cent I pay her, but most importantly, she produces the goods. She's a real player and a good fellow. Lizzie also later played in a National League All-Star game, making her the first person, man or woman, to play on both of the league's All-Star teams. She also later played in a Negro League game. She didn't just make money playing, but would also sell autographed postcards at the games, which sometimes garnered her more than what her share was for playing in the game, which, incidentally, was already more than her fellow teammates, as she had once held out from playing because she felt, correctly, that more fans were coming to see her than the other players, so her share should be higher. She played a full 17 seasons before retiring in 1935. Bonus Fact 2 Mitchell was not actually the first female player to be signed in the minor leagues. The first was Lizzie Arlington, a.k.a. Elizabeth Strood, in 1898. She played in one Class A Atlantic League game. Atlantic League president Ed Barrow had this to say about Lizzie's sole outing. For four or five innings, she had plenty of stuff and control. She knew all the fundamentals of the game, having been taught by fellow townsman old Jake Stivitz, who pitched many years in the National League in the 1890s. 
She gave up six hits and three earned runs that game, which her team won 18-5. After Lizzie was done pitching that day, she switched to playing second base for the rest of her sole game in the minor leagues. On the other side of the game, she collected two hits at the plate. Bonus Fact 3 Another female phenom was 17-year-old Alta Weiss, who began pitching in 1907. She reportedly had a good fastball, curve, knuckleball, sinker, and spitball, which she was very shy about admitting she had due to it being indelicate for a lady to mention. She made sure she had plenty of saliva by chewing gum during the games. Weiss pitched for various teams in high school before graduating. In order to make sure she'd be allowed to continue to play, her father bought a semi-pro baseball team for her to play on, renamed the Weiss All-Stars. She also pitched at Wooster Academy in college, where she earned a Doctor of Medicine degree, the only female to do so in the year of her graduation at that school. Bonus Fact 4 In 1924, Dazzy Vance finished the season with 262 strikeouts. This would be impressive even today, but at the time, it was mind-boggling. His strikeout rate was at 21.5% that season. The league average was 6.9%. His final strikeout total was more than any other two National League pitchers combined that season. The next closest to him were Burley Grimes, 135 strikeouts, and Dolph Luke, 86 strikeouts. To put it another way, Dazzy Vance was responsible for one-thirteenth of all strikeouts in the National League that season. Vance retired with 2,045 strikeouts in just 11 seasons, which, even beyond being an insane amount over that span in the era he pitched in, was even more remarkable, considering that his first full-time stint in the majors didn't even come until he was 31 years old, having only managed 33 innings in the MLB while in his 20s, which he mostly spent in the minor leagues. Bonus Fact 5. According to a stat called K Percentage Plus, pitchers K Percentage divided by league average K Percentage times 100, Dazzy Vance was the greatest strikeout player of all time relative to what the league was doing when he pitched. Of the five best K Percentage Plus seasons any pitcher has thrown, Vance holds four of the top five spots, including the top three. The lone other pitcher to make this list was Lefty Grove in 1926. Pedro Martinez is at number 6 for his 37.5% strikeout rate he put up in 1999. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.